0: welcome to the way community podcast here you'll find various teachings and messages from within our community and also from guest speakers if you're interested in finding out more about us visit our website the way.com.au we pray that this episode edifies you worthless there you go that's a good translation all right, 1 Corinthians 3, 19, sorry, 3 chapter, chapter 3, verse 9 to 14. I got it out. For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work Each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Notice that. Any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So what's going to happen then with the stuff that is in our lives that's worthless Paul's here is using an analogy of someone building a house and he's building it with gold and silver and stone precious stones and wood and hay and straw and, and it says that it is like this house is going to go through a fire now Anyone who um, has done uh, Adam and Adrian's dream interpretation uh, conference will be able to tell me, when when you see a house in a dream, what does it commonly represent? Commonly. Your Your own life. And so Paul's Paul's saying, the house that the builder builds is going to, to, as it were, pass through fire. And if the house survives, and why is it going to survive? Because we've got a fire coming. We've got a house that's got wood, hay and straw in it and gold and silver and precious stones. So after it's gone through the fire, what's going to be coming out the other end? Gold and silver and precious stones. What's happened to the wood, the hay and the straw? It's ash. It's gone. It does, it's not there anymore right? And so the house that survives there's going to be great reward for that. So what is, so you go oh well that doesn't sound that great. Yes it <laughs> does because what? Uh, let's, let's break this down further. What is it that is, that is the good stuff, the, the gold, silver and precious stones? What is it? Let's take it out of the metaphor, bring it into the real world. What do you think Paul is saying when he says the builder who builds with gold, silver and precious stones if the house is your life and the gold, silver and precious stones are the good things that you build with what are those good things? As simple as getting a cup of water for another believer Jesus said you never lose your own for that There we go that might be a precious stone it might be a gold brick <laughs> right what, uh, Britt, your favourite scripture? Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and you're obedient to the Holy Spirit, do you think that that might be gold, silver, and precious stones? Yeah. Right? So, so it's, we're not talking about good works in the sense of helping puppies and little old ladies cross the street, although that might still be a good work. But it's not talking about doing good works for the sake of doing good works. It's really talking about those who live their life in obedience to the leading and direction of the Holy Spirit, that that is going to produce a wealth in their life that when they step into heaven, and here's the wonderful thing about it. See, I, I work in IT and so we have a terminology for what's being described in this. that that the house has to go through what we call a firewall, right? The great thing about firewalls is they don't let through the bad stuff. They only let through the good stuff. And so we're being told that our lives, as we come into heaven, it's like we pass through a firewall, and so as we, as we come to approach the throne of, of Christ, the beamer seat, the seat of rewards, as we step before him because nothing unholy can stand before God. Do you realize that? So when you stand before him, you are already holy. Your life has already passed through the firewall. Now for some what comes out the other end may be a little bit embarrassing. They may have regret in that sense because it's like, where's everything from my life gone? I put in all this effort into building my career or building my my company or business or making a nice home and making myself comfortable and where's all that gone? It's, there doesn't seem to be anything of that left here, right? But for for those who have, have been diligent in their faith in following Christ, the wonderful thing about it is as you step into heaven, your inverted commas house, you might be looking at it going, oh, <laughs> I can see a few bricks missing here and there. But this thing's standing. You know, I... I I feel confident as I stand before the Lord. Everything of my life that had no value is already burned away. The only thing that I stand before God with is the the stuff that he holds as valuable. So, Jesus, evaluate me. Right? Right? Is, you see, that's the thing. The guy who wins the race doesn't come up cowering before the beamer seat going, oh, I wonder what's going to happen now. right? No, he's like, I am the victor. I am the winner. <laughs> Crown me. <laughs> right? And in the same way, as we, we it, the scripture says, we can come boldly before the, the throne of grace. And so as we come into heaven, all that which has no value, that is, that is worthless, is burned away, is removed. You know, as, as you, you go, well, what, when, when does this fire happen? When, does it? when you translate from this realm into that realm, nothing that is unholy can go into that realm. It is filtered out on the way in. So all the stuff, all the the bad stuff, all the worthless stuff is already filtered out as you step into the dominion of heaven, the realm of, of God. When you step into that, you step in and you are holy, you are cleansed, you are righteous, you are pure. There is nothing unholy. There is nothing evil. You can't think. The thoughts that you used to think about yourself that were worthless and useless. You can't even think it anymore because it's been burned off and burned away. And it is, that is how you will be when you approach Jesus Christ. And you will come before him. You, will, you have lived your life. You have, you have been a faithful servant and steward. Yes, you failed. Yes, you fell. But all of that's already gone and you stand before God pure and holy and you, are, you will stand there and say, crown me, Jesus. Give me my crown so I can throw it at your feet. And that, that is what you and I face when we go into heaven. That is what eternity starts like for you as a member of of the Ecclesia, the body of Christ. There is no judgment. The judgment has already happened. The sin has already been dealt with. The only thing left is what is of worth and what is worth less. And that gets removed when you translate into that realm. It comes off you. It is burned up. God is like fire. Only the holy things like gold and silver and precious stones. It's really interesting. You know, what was Lucifer made out of? Precious stones, uh, instruments in his body. That he was, he, effectively, he was metallic. Because the, the, the holiness of God will burn up anything, That can't stand the heat. And and that's the thing, when you face him, you are already. Not only are you cleansed of all of this stuff, but you are made of the kind of stuff that is able to perpetually live in the presence of God. Man, that gets me excited. I'm like, I like, can't wait, right? Can't wait. There's, there's nothing, he is not angry with you, he, he is not waiting to punish you, all he is waiting to do is work out just how much he can reward you. And so God today is sitting there going, come on son, come on daughter, give me a reason to shower my blessings and my rewards on you. Just give me a reason to pour out the fullness of what I have prepared before the foundation of the earth for you. I have so much for you. I want you to have it. I want want you to win. I want you to succeed. Give me a just cause and a just reason to eternally bless and reward you. And that is what this life is about. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that that is something worth living for. So let's just, to, to kind of um, uh, conclude on this, let's just have a look really quickly at um, uh, the, the doctrine of rewards. Just going to skip forward on this a little. So, one of the prominent doctrines of the New Testament and the doctrine is the doctrine of rewards. It is a doctrine often ignored, or when taught, it is misrepresented because of this term judgment that is used in translating the Greek text. Samuel Hoyt. A theologian said this Within the church today, there exists considerable confusion and debate regarding the exact nature of the examination at the judgment seat of Christ. The expression, the judgment seat of Christ, in the English Bible has tended to cause some to draw the wrong conclusion about the nature and purpose of this evaluation. A common misconception which arises from this English translation is that God will mete out a just retribution for sins in the believer's life. And some measure of retributive punishment for sins will result. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show you that, that though it is tremendously serious with eternal ramifications... The judgment seat of Christ is not a place and time when the Lord will give punishments. Rather, it's a place where rewards will be given depending on how one has used his or her life for the Lord. So these scriptures, this is the serious bit. The the thing I want you to understand is that it does have eternal ramifications. And You know, I often joke, um, like in, in the running of, of the way, that leading the way, the pay is terrible, but the super is out of this world. And, uh, come on people, that was a good joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for the super, like I'm doing this for the super. Right? Well, Todd, you shouldn't be doing it for to get rewards. I don't know. Uh Jess, with, with your girls, you will understand this, right? They come home from from school or from doing their work when, when they're doing um uh homeschool, and they go, Mum, mum, look what I've just done. Right? And and they they want to show you their good works. Why? Because of the intimacy of relationship and the desire to to give you joy through what they have done. Yeah? They're not doing it to get a reward. The reward is the relationship and the, the desire to please you in that relationship, right? So that's what it's like with us with Christ. Do I want rewards when I get to heaven? Yes, I want rewards when I get to heaven. But the reason that I want the rewards is so that my father is pleased with me and, and we can share in the joy of the giving and receiving of those rewards. See, it's, it's not about getting stuff. It's, it's about the expression of relationship the conclusion of this time in the earth, the the faithfulness that I have portrayed to him and his, his willingness and ability to bless me for that faithfulness. It's about relationship. It's not about getting the reward. Does that make sense? And I think that that's a really... A really key thing to understand that yes the rewards are very important but they're only important in the, the sense that by coming to Christ in a way that he must give us great reward means that it gives him great pleasure in the relationship that we share is that helpful? Yeah. okay yeah so after all 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19 to 20. After all, what gives us hope and joy and what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before the Lord Jesus when he returns? It is you. Yes, you are our pride and joy. And I love this. You know, as as, uh, much of the world says, you can't take it with you. When you die, you can't take it with you. Well, I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. Because it's all determined by where you put your treasure. And when you come to come to realise that, like for me, my treasure is you. Do you get it? So my desire is to ensure that you all come with me into heaven and then I get to take it with me. Isn't that good? So, and, and for all of us, that needs to be the attitude. And the Apostle Paul, he drew courage and was motivated by the fact of rewards at the return of the Lord for the church, which he mentions in every chapter in this epistle to the Thessalonians. And it becomes the primary subject of 2 Thessalonians. The Lord's return, and what this means not only to the world but to us individually, is a very prominent subject right throughout the New Testament. It is significant among the final words of Revelation. We find it says this in Revelation twenty-two twelve: 12, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to render to every man According to what he has done. Now, see, read that. With everything that we've been talking about, read that. Right? Oh, he's going to render to every man. Oh, he's coming to bash us all up. Right? You see, you see what happens when you don't have the right mindset on this. Jesus is saying, "Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward with me." My reward with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. Jesus is coming soon. And when he comes, he's coming to reward you. He's waiting. To, he wants to give to you. And you see, he's just. Right? So those of us who deserve great reward are gonna get great reward. And those and and for those who deserve great reward to receive great reward means that those of us that don't deserve great reward will not get great reward. Otherwise it's not just. Does that make sense? See, the thing is, I don't want to walk into heaven and and be gone, gee Luke, uh, sorry about that mate. Looks like you're pretty skinned for the rest of eternity, huh? (laughs) Right? I don't want that. I I want to be able to celebrate your rewards while you're celebrating my rewards, yeah? (laughs) Does that make sense? So that's the thing. We spur each other on in good works because I want you to get a great reward. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be able to celebrate with you in your victories as you're celebrating me and mine. I, I don't want to be having a, you know, I don't want us to all be partying and having a great time and our and shh, 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 here comes Luke, right? <laughs> Just take it down a notch, Luke's here, right? That's terrible! I, do, I want you to succeed, Luke. I want you to be celebrating with us. So get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's God wants to give to us rewards. And it's his it's his desire to do that. 1 Corinthians 15:10, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I have worked harder ...than any of the other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God, who was working through me by his grace. What's what's Paul working for? He's working for a reward. He's working hard. He's laboring for it. You know that that joke I made? It's a a legitimate thing. Yeah, I'm not getting good pay for what I'm doing, but I'm expecting a great reward... For, for the time and the effort and the application that I put into what God is calling me to do while I'm here on the earth. So I don't need wages. I don't need to be paid. I don't want my... <laughs> See, here's the thing. If, if the good works that you're doing right now as a believer is so that you can receive wages, guess what? The scripture tells us you've already received your reward. So all the stuff, for, for those who are working as full-time ministries and that sort of thing, it is likely that much of that stuff will actually be wood, hay and stubble and will be burned up because it's like, well, you already got your reward for that. You worked hard for wages. You got paid for, you know, c- caring for, for Mrs. Smith and, and you know, going and and visiting people and doing all that stuff. Well, you got paid, but, 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 but I, I didn't do it for that. Well, you, you see what I'm saying? And this, the scripture tells us that that's the case. You do stuff to get honored. Now, congratulations, you've received your award. You wanted to be honored. You wanted people to think well of you and look nicely at, at you, great. You've received your reward. That's what the scripture tells us. Jesus actually encourages us to do these things in secret, under the radar. Because when you do that, the reward that you're going to receive will be an eternal one. Or you don't get anything now, but you'll receive great reward in heaven. There's a challenge, huh? Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 29. That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. So my encouragement to you in this is work. Work hard. Labor for a good reward, a large reward. A substantial reward, so that when you step into heaven and you stand before the beamer seat and you cry out to your Lord and Savior, crown me your victor, your overcomer. Look, you've got your Bible. Open up Revelation chapters two and three, and have a look at the end of every passage. And you will see the, the reward is for the overcomer. It says, to him who overcomes, there will be given this and that and so such and such and so forth. Take tonight, take the time to read chapters two and three and, and read for yourself the, the rewards that are given, to the churches the rewards that are given to the overcomer to him who overcomes I want all of you to be overcomers. I, I want you to boldly approach the throne of grace. I don't want you walking into heaven, cowering and thinking I've got nothing to show for my life. I'm expecting. I, I know. I, I'm right there with Paul. When when the Lord says to me, son, what do you want as your reward? I want to be able to stand there and say, father, I have my reward. Say, stand here with me. Right? This, oh, I get excited at the thought of that. I want there to be thousands. I, I want, when I, you know, the, the scripture says, pray for those who who are, are leaders amongst you because they have to give account for your soul. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to standing before the Lord. And he says, Todd, my son, give account. For the souls that I put before you. And to be able to turn around and say, Father, here they are. Even Luke is here with a reward. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the day that I am looking for. Is Luke can handle it. He's a great man of God. He's... <laughs> If you're listening to this recording and you're wondering who Luke is, he is a powerhouse man of the Lord. He can cope with it. I am looking forward to being able to stand before the Lord and say, here are those that you gave me and let them present the gold and silver and precious stones to you. Oh, what a mighty day that's going to be. And I bit getting teary again. I I look for you know, I the reason it stirs my emotions is because this is real to me. This this day is coming and it's coming very, very soon. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all we shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. What an exciting day that's going to be. And as you lay hold of this, I've I've had some people say to me, well, don't people who get excited about this stuff just end up sitting around waiting for Jesus to return? No, it's quite the opposite. It drives you to share your faith. It drives you to spur on other believers. It drives you to, to press into God because you know that one day, very soon, you're going to face him and you're going to get your reward. And it spurs you into good works. It, it drives you forward. It gives you an excitement. It gives you something to look forward to. And just like I was saying last week, that you're sitting there, you've got the parachute on, and you're looking forward to the jump. You're looking forward to it. Paul said this. I don't know which is better. I personally, I'd rather go home to be with the Lord, but I guess I'd better stay around for the sake of you lot, right? I, I get it. You know, there should be a a hunger and a thirst in all of you for heaven, and I'm hoping that tonight and the rest of this course actually puts a, a, a taste in your mouth for heaven and for eternity and creates a yearning within you for it so that you're looking forward to that day when you see your Lord and Saviour, when you receive your crown of righteousness, when you receive the rewards for the life that you have lived in faithful service for him. That creates that desire and that longing for your eternal home. So that you can truly say, yes, I am a wayfarer. I am just passing through. I don't live here. I am, I am a foreigner and an alien and a stranger. And I am just passing through on my way to my home. That's, a, I, that's why I love the name The Way. You know, And the, the, um, the collective noun I use is wayfarers. People that are on a journey. People that are just travelling through. That's what we are. We don't belong here. And I want to see as many people as possible standing before before the Lord on that great day. The gold, the silver, the precious stones, the rewards. When you start to unpack it, people, the the things that you'll begin to realise is that the reward is the soul's. The gold, the silver, the precious stones is you. That's the reward. That's the eternal, that's the the, the eternal riches that will never diminish, never dwindle. Roth and, and, sorry, Roth, moth and rust cannot destroy. Thief cannot steal. The treasure is the people that you spend eternity with. That is your reward. Be blessed. Go get more rewards. Amen. (laughs)